Hello, I'm R.A. Spratt. I write and perform this podcast. If you'd like to support the show, I'm a children's author, so you can buy a book by me, or you can buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. It's an easy way to make a small thank you gift to the show so I can keep kicking this can down the road. The podcast directory you're using right now should have a link to my Buy Me A Coffee page in the show notes, or you can type it into your browser. That's buymeacoffee.com slash stories R.A. Spratt. All contributions are gratefully appreciated. Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Well, today I'm going to be reading to you Chapter 5 from my book, The Pesky Kids, The Mystery of the Squashed Cockroach. So here we go. Chapter 5, The New School. You can't have that in here, exclaimed Miss Pillsbury, the school secretary. She was pointing at Pumpkin. April was clutching him protectively to her chest. He's my support dog, said April. I need him for medical reasons. I have a doctor's note. This wasn't strictly true. April did have a doctor's note, only it was now ashes amongst the ruins of their house. Joe, Finn and April were standing in the school's reception area. There was a long high desk with sliding glass windows that separated the secretarial staff from the members of the public. It was as if they worked in a bank, except the only thing they had to protect was a bunch of files, a bulk pack of band-aids and their personalised coffee cups, which admittedly they did guard with the protectiveness of a lion defending the carcass of a half-dead antelope. On the public side of the desk was some worn vinyl furniture and inexplicably dozens and dozens of handmade cockroaches dangling from the roof. It was like a sea of incredibly ugly and slightly disturbing piñatas. What sort of medical reason, demanded Miss Pillsbury. You're not blind, are you? She appeared at April to see if her demeanour gave any hint of bad eyesight. Certainly April's poorly combed hair indicated that it might be a possibility. Emotional reasons, explained April defiantly, holding her chin high. Pumpkin helps me cope with my social anxiety disorder. You're what? asked Miss Pillsbury. Social anxiety disorder, repeated April. You're only a child, exclaimed Mrs Pillsbury. What have you got to be anxious about? Rude adults yelling at me for a start, said April, glowering at Mrs Pillsbury. Joe grabbed hold of his sister before she could move any closer. April has anger m- management issues, said Joe. Her psychiatrist tried counselling, hypnotherapy and medication, but none of that worked, explained Finn. So he recommended she get a dog. As you can see, she is still really bad. April was glaring hatefully at Mrs Pillsbury while hugging a growling pumpkin. But she was way worse before. A dog has really helped her out. Of course, pumpkin bites, so all up about the same number of people get hurt, but now April is only doing half of it herself, so technically it is an improvement in her behaviour. You might be able to get away with this malarkey in the city, seethed Mrs Pillsbury. She was quite good at glaring herself. But you're in a small town now. We leave animals in the fields and backyards where they belong. Mrs Pillsbury, a man with a gentle voice, called out. Joe, Finn and April turned to see a podgy middle-aged man in a sweater vest emerging from an office. Can I help? This girl has brought a dog to school, explained Mrs Pillsbury. She says her doctor said she can because she's a crackpot. 
Well, we here at Currawong High School have a charter that requires us to be sensitive to the requests of anybody with mental health special needs, soothed the man, smiling at the children. Mrs Pillsbury scowled, sat down on her chair and slid her glass window shut. I'll take the children through the orientation process then, shall I? The man asked Mrs Pillsbury, raising his voice slightly so he could be heard through the glass. Mrs Pillsbury pretended she couldn't hear him and started loudly typing on her keyboard. The man turned back to Joe Finn in April. Mrs Pillsbury's been a devoted member of staff here for over 30 years. No wonder she hates children, said Finn, in his usual matter-of-fact tone. Yes, well, perhaps you'd better come into my office, said the man. Who are you? asked April rudely, still clutching Pumpkin tightly. Sorry, I should have introduced myself, said the man. I'm the guidance counsellor here. You can call me Mr Lang. April glared at Mr Lang as if trying to intimidate him purely with her eyebrows. It worked. Mr Lang leaned back instinctively as she strode past him into the office. Joe and Finn followed alongside. Well, your mother's colleague, Professor Maynard, has made all the arrangements for you, said Mr Lang, as the children sat down. He moved around to his own side of the desk. Joe, April, and, uh, I think someone must have written your name down incorrectly, said Mr Lang, glancing at Finn, then squinting at the form in his hand. It says here your name is Shark Finn. That's right, said Finn, but I go by Finn. Is this some sort of joke, asked Mr Lang nervously. The higher-ups don't like it when people put jokes on forms. It's not a joke, said Finn earnestly. That's what it says on my birth certificate. But your brother's name is Joe, said Mr Lang. That's quite a contrast. Joe isn't my real name, said Joe. It's... It's Peregrine, April finished for him. Joe nodded. Joe had trouble saying it, explained Finn. Because he's got a stutter, said April, pointing at Joe so Mr Lang would know which brother she was referring to. It's an involuntary speech disorder where he gets blocked on words. I'm sure Mr Lang knows what a stutter is, said Finn, rolling his eyes at his sister's insensitivity. Well, then he should have said something, snapped April, because it's always better to discuss problems openly and not be embarrassed. I forged a new birth certificate, explained Finn. Mr Lang looked at Joe. He's one of the most ordinary-looking boys he'd ever seen. He didn't appear to be the type who could forge a birth certificate, but he supposed young people could do all sorts of surprising things these days with technology. Best not to get into an argument about it. All right, well, April and Sharkfin will be going into year eight, said Mr Lang, handing a timetable to each of them. It is a little unusual to have siblings, almost a whole year apart in age, in the same academic year. Mum couldn't wait to get April out of the house, explained Finn. I could read and do maths already, so Mum packed me off to school with Finn, said April. Everyone just assumed we were twins. And you're going into year 10, even though you're 16, said Mr Lang, turning to Joe. Shouldn't you be in year 11? I got held back, said Joe. Dyslexia, asked Mr Lang, sensitively. Finn snorted. More like disinterest, yeah, he said. Okay, said Mr Lang. Well, I think the best thing to do is to go ahead to your regular classes and in a week we'll have another meeting to see how you're getting along. The kids got up to leave. One more thing before you go, said Mr Lang, opening a drawer and pulling out some more papers. You'll need your entry forms for the cockroach races. He handed one to each of the children. The what? asked Finn. The Currawong Annual Cockroach Races, said Mr Lang. Haven't you heard of them? We hadn't even heard of Currawong before yesterday, scoffed April. But we have heard of cockroaches, said Finn. Oh, the races are a big deal, said Mr Lang. It's one of our top festivals in town. It's a festival, asked April, incredulously.
Oh, yes, people travel miles to see it. It's wonderful for local tourism, said Mr Lang. It's on next weekend, so you won't have long to train up your entrance, but you can still give it a go. I'm not entering, said April flatly. I don't approve of racing. It's inhumane. Cockroaches are inhuman, Joe pointed out. Then it's cruelty to animals, said April. I won't have any part of it. She dropped the form back on the desk. But all the students get involved, said Mr Lang, calling on all his professional levels of patience to maintain his calm and reasonable tones. They have a great time. Training animals to compete against each other is not my idea of a good time, said April. I'm amazed no one has reported this to the RSPCA. I'm amazed no one's reported this to a pest controller, said Finn. One spray and there'd be no entrance. How can you be so callous, demanded April, turning on Finn. Cockroaches have feelings too. Pumpkin started barking and lunging at Finn. That's right, Pumpkin, you tell him. Cockroaches are an ancient, simple life form, said Finn, backing away from Pumpkin's tiny but razor-sharp teeth. You have absolutely no evidence that they're capable of higher levels of feeling. Plus, they poo on our food if you leave it out uncovered, said Joe. He didn't like the thought of food being wasted. You should really reconsider, said Mr Lang, raising his voice so he could be heard over Pumpkin's yaps. You want to fit in here, don't you? I've never tried to fit in anywhere in my life, stated April proudly. Except that time you tried to fit yourself into a post box, Finn reminded her. You managed to squeeze yourself in there, all right. It was getting out that was the hard part. April did not like it when Finn reminded her of that incident. To punish him, she let go of Pumpkin. Finn ran from the room as the tiny, lightning-fast dog gave chase. April ran after them. If Pumpkin caught Finn, she didn't want to miss that. Sorry, mumbled Joe as he picked up his bag. Well, you think about it, Mr. Lang called after them. When you realise you've made a terrible mistake, I'll have the forms here for you. And that is the end of Chapter 5. So until next time, goodbye.